Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans. Welcome in. It is the Sox on Tap post game show. Johnny Nani here with Tony Marchese, unfortunately discussing a 4 2 loss. Tony, uh, tough way to end the series here, uh, splitting this one, but, um, you know, pretty eventful game, uh, at least in terms of things that we're going to break down and discuss here. Yeah, Johnny, I thought that, uh, you know, after the high of last night, that uh, this one would have been a little bit better. Um, I know as White Sox fans, we were all excited about watching this team play again today. Um, obviously, when you get to take in a no-hitter uh, the night before and you've got a quick turnaround, you've got another stud on the mound in Lance Lynn. Uh, things were, I mean, looking up for the White Sox heading into this one. So uh, a bit disappointed. Yeah, a bit disappointing. You talk about things looking up. Uh, another factor in that is Tim Anderson returning today, and we'll get into how he affected the game as well. Uh, but before we do and start any of this action, uh, listeners, make sure you are going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs, as our fellow panelist Buzz always likes to say. Uh, today, Tony, crack him for that. It, it is the two-year anniversary of ONTAP Sportsnet's founding official today. So um, yes. that is pretty cool and tough. Uh, but, yeah, once again, uh, ONTAPSportsnet.com. That's where you can find all of our podcasts and articles there. And then uh, you can go and subscribe, rate, interview, wherever you listen. Uh, you can find us and, uh, you know, uh, leave that little rating there. And subscribe. You'll get these podcasts right in your queue as soon as they drop. Um, and once again, this podcast, Socks on Tap, is sponsored by Grandstand. So go to Grandstand. Whenever you need anything White Sox, warm-up jerseys, fucking hats. hats. You got sweatshirts, winter wear since it's cold out there. I hear they have uh, tailgate chairs. Yeah. They've got everything. They got they, they got it all there. Uh, jerseys obviously being one of the things there too. So uh, I cannot wait to go and get myself a few jerseys this year at Grandstand. Uh, you can go and find them at GrandstandSox.com where you can shop online and visit them on social media uh, where they post a bunch of the cool stuff that they have in stock uh, and that will be on the way at Grandstand Socks on social media, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as Facebook. So, all right, Tony, now that that's out of the way, uh, let's get into this game. Sparks started flying early, man. Tim Anderson, like I'd mentioned, returns to the lineup, starts this thing off with a single. Um, that's a good way to go after uh, last night. Like you said, all the excitement from that, um, and you talk about generating a little bit of momentum here. Uh, looked like they were able to do that, especially when Adam Eaton uh, hits a single as well, and he tries to stretch it into two uh, because the throw had gone into third. And as he's going into second base, Adam Eaton, this is, he gets shoved off the bag and is called out on the tag. And this is, you know, unfortunately a non-reviewable play, which is like weird. It's like how they determine it's reviewable and not, but either way, just by the rule book, it's not reviewable. Um, 
looked on the replay, Tony, pretty clearly that Adam Eaton got boxed out basketball style at yep. second base. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, we can debate this one back and forth. It was it was an interesting play. You saw the benches clear after that, Adam Eaton, uh, just jawing it up. And, you know, I, I was just thinking about it last night uh, during the game. We are talking about, uh, you know, when's the last time we've seen a White Sox benches clear uh, as I'm watching the game with uh, with my wife. And I was like, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. And then, of course, next day, there it is. But um, kind of bullshit that you can't review that. I think, uh, you know, you can review a lot of things in this game. Not being able to review somebody pushing you off the bag or, or whatever that is, uh, it just it didn't sit right with me. And it, it, it killed down, I think, what would have been uh, a more impressive first inning. Maybe we would have had some crooked numbers. Yeah, exactly. Crooked numbers like last night. And that obviously was a huge momentum boost. And, you know, Carlos Rodon being able to just pitch with the lead last night after the Sox put up six uh, in the first frame. But today, um, I, I agree. It was a momentum killer, uh, most definitely, because instead of having second and third with nobody out to begin this game and the meat of your order coming up, uh, you got just a guy on third with uh, one out. And, you know, it obviously had the kind of emotion of the benches clearing. No punches or anything like that were thrown. But either way, Eaton was upset with it, and I think rightfully so, because, uh, sure, you would have maybe liked him to leave it all, like, laid out completely on the, mm. you know, if he keeps both hands on the ground, he'd probably stay safe there because there's no real way that you can push him. And if he did get pushed, then maybe the umpire would have seen that more clearly. Uh, but they said hard tag uh, is what the explanation they were given there, uh, which is kind of bullshit in my opinion. Um, like I said, it looked like he got boxed out basketball style, uh, but used there uh, to kind of move Adam Eaton off the bag, eventually called out. So either way, that's the way it went down, though. Jose Abreu would strike out after that. Yohan Moncada uh, would bring him uh, Tim Anderson home for the White Sox first run of the game, uh, first run overall in this game. 1-0 Sox there. Mercedes lined out to end uh, that inning. So uh, either way, even with the whole uh, kind of, you know, debatable play at second base. White Sox are leading this one early, so you're feeling good going in. And also, another reason we're feeling good is because Lance Lynn is on the mound. What did he do last time out? Complete game uh, shutout on the home opener last Thursday. So a week removed from that uh, takes the mound once again here against another Central Division rival in the Cleveland Indians. And he looked good in the early going here, Tony. Uh, mowing him down for the most part. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is what I said last night. Uh, if you're the Cleveland Indians and you just get no hit by Carlos Rodon, you've got a tough task the next day uh, against Lance Lynn. And I, I've been impressed with what I've seen out of Lance Lynn so far, Johnny. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I think he is an excellent addition to this staff. He is kind of a glue guy, so to speak, uh, in the rotation. Somebody that you can expect a great start out of. Uh, six innings tonight, gives up five hits, two runs, both of them earned, strikes out ten. It uh, does give up one long ball, but I mean, that ERA is sitting at a sparkling 0.92 right now, Johnny. That's just impressive shit. And, you know, even today, giving up the two earned runs, um, it's still a very impressive start, quality start from Lance Lynn. Uh, th that was enough to, to win a ball game. Yeah, no, uh, most definitely. I mean, you go and look at that final line and you'd say, hey, he gave you a chance to win. And he absolutely did give the White Sox a chance to win uh, today. But, you know, um, obviously we talked about the play that happened in the first inning. But um, uh, overall, uh, White Sox runners in scoring position, one for eight today. Um, we, we always like to harp on it. Granted, yep. the Indians were one for three. 
13. Uh, but there, uh, hit that came in that scenario was pretty big, and we will get to that in a minute. But um, either way, White Sox had some chances in those also early innings. Once again, uh, the second or the third there, I believe a one runner on first and second situation um, where they were not able to drive runners in there. So uh, that, that's ultimately what ends up you know costing you here because as we get to the sixth inning, we're going scoring wise. Um, this is where Lancelin's blemish would come uh, in that six. Uh, Jimenez let off with a double Rosario grounded out. Um, Hernandez struck out. Um, so you got two outs, uh, excuse me, not Francisco Lindor. I always want to say that for the superstar there, but no, it is Jose Ramirez there for the Cleveland Indians. And, uh, he gets a three, two, um, fastball out a little bit over the belt buckle, um, out a little bit outer half, but, uh, upper part of the plate. And he drives it out to right field over that visitor's bullpen. Uh, that would make it two to one. Indians uh, at this point and you know it's kind of deflating after such a quality outing up until that point and, you know Lance owned up to it in, in his post-game remarks but still uh, t- tough to go out that way yeah it, it definitely is Johnny and uh, I hate Jose Ramirez I just I, I hate that guy uh, he seems like he's a thorn in our side all of all the time and uh, on top of that Johnny like he's also just good Yes. So, he, you know, if you're going to get beat, he's a guy that's going to beat. Yeah, I agree with you. He's one of those guys. I respect the hell out of him. I respect his game. I, you know, he's like, whatever, finishing top three in MVP voting, like each of the last like three seasons or whatnot. Um, but I hate him because he's good. Yes. He's not a rival. Of right. Ours. We see him 19 times a year at minimum. Yes. Uh, so, you know, that's that, why we hate that, Jose that, that is. Yes. So I, uh, I am right there with you. But that, that would make it two to one Indians. Um in the seventh, the Indians would tack on another. Uh, Naylor let off with a single. I believe this is with Garrett Crochet in the game uh, at this point. And Bowers hit a single after that. Hedges, sack, bunt, gets those guys over. Uh, Menez, RBI, ground out there. Uh, makes it three to one Indians. And unfortunately, in the eighth, uh, with Michael Kopech in the game, um, this would be a little bit of sloppiness on the White Sox part here. So it can't all be on the offense. A little bit on the defense here. And a guy that is usually pretty solid. Not, I wouldn't say, you know, elite by any means, but usually pretty solid over there at first base and obviously made a nice play last night in um, Carlos Rodon's uh, ninth inning there to salvage, or excuse me, to keep alive the no-hitter. Uh, Jose Abreu gets a ball to him after there were already guys on, uh, excuse me, a man on second uh, due to a single and then a Yasmani Grandal pass ball. Uh, but Abreu gets a ground ball, looks fairly routine. He misplays it, hops over towards the line, and the flip towards Michael Kopech is nowhere, nowhere near him. Near nowhere him. near him. Um, and this scores another run, making it four to one Indians at this point. Um, kind of surprising to see out of Jose Brady. Yeah, kind of surprising. But you know what, Johnny? You know, we talked about uh, some of the, just the funkiness of a one o'clock start. The, the shadows are on the field. You've got some some weirdness there. I'm sure the team was a little bit hungover. Uh, from what happened last <laughs> night. I, I hope they were. I hope they were cracking them. Um, so, you know what? Like, I, I'll look at this one, Jose's play. You know you're not going to get that out of him every day. I can kind of write that one off. It wasn't the end-all, be-all of the game. Now, if this was a 4-3 ball game that ended and that was the play that cost him, um, you know, it, I think I'd harp on it a little bit more. But, you know, right here, you know, yeah. shit like that's going to happen. I don't like Let's just say that the game winning run was already scored. Yes, the game the game winning run was already scored at this point in time. I know you said you can't put it all on the offense, uh, but 
you know, this, this was an insurance run for Cleveland that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they didn't even need it. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. I, I just was, was pointing that out because, you know, uh, it's easy to go and we've harped on a lot already this year. Yes. Nick Madrigal and that. And when you see a seasoned veteran uh, like Jose Abreu, leader of this team, uh, make those plays, you know, just kind of tells you, uh, yeah, maybe they were a little bit hungover. Yeah. Maybe they were a little bit out of whack. And this is kind of getting off the rails on socks on tap time here. But I was sitting there when we were watching the end of this one, Tony, and I told you, I hate the vibes that the shadows give off yes. around the three o'clock to four thirty hours. Um, oh, at guaranteed rate field. It sucks. I'd rather play it in complete sunlight or just make it go pitch black immediately after that. those shadows start creeping in. Uh, that is just a personal feeling. I like the vibes better uh, when it's either dark or sunny. No, so. I, I, I think that, you know, if you if you put that in perspective, man, we can we can start talking about a retractable roof that just kills those shadows <laughs> yeah. uh, in the 3 to 4 o'clock hour. Um, I, I think the ballpark's pretty without one, Johnny, but damn, I, I could do without rainouts and, and cold and, and all that other stuff too. So that's a topic for another day, Yeah. but you know, that vibe you, you are, you are hitting on something here. It's, it's not only a pain, I think for the players on the field, it's also a real bitch when you're in the stands, because yep. if you're on the, if <laughs> yep. you're in the right field line on a day like today and you're in those shadows and it is, it is 20 degrees colder than if you're down the left field line in the sun. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's a bitch for everybody. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's funny because you can start the day feeling great down there, uh, you know, yep. it was, because you got the sun there uh, with that one ten start. And then it, it creeps in, like you had mentioned, and you have those uh, sort of situations where, depending on where you're sitting, uh, you're either feeling all right, warm in the sun down third baseline or uh, cold as fuck yeah. on the first baseline. I, I so. mean, conversely, the wind has the opposite effect um, throughout the ballpark, too. So there's there's give and takes there, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I, I would, uh, you know, one thing I do want to touch on though from this top of the eighth inning. Sure, uh, that you know insurance run was already scored, like we mentioned how that went down. Uh, but after that, the Kopech's still in here, and there are still outs to get here. There's, you know, you still need to get out of this thing. And uh, first of all, a great play by Andrew Vaughn along the wall. Uh, what was your take about him uh, regarding Eloy Jimenez at that spot as well? Yeah, you know what? I think that Andrew Vaughn makes Eloy Jimenez look absolutely terrible. I mean, you're talking about a guy, uh, granted, Andrew Vaughn is a professional baseball player. Left field is probably not the most difficult to learn. However, you're talking about playing in the major leagues, without ever having any experience in the outfield in your professional career, Andrew Vaughn out there makes a spectacular catch at the wall. And that is the exact type of play that we've, we've watched Eloy Jimenez attempt to make over and over. Sometimes he does come up with the ball, but that, that the way that that ball was hit reminded me of the time we were both at this game, Johnny, uh, where there was a ball heading towards the warning track and Eloy Jimenez ran straight into the wall. I believe this was like a late April game, again, um, that we were at. What was this two years ago uh, when Eloy Jimenez suffered an injury on that play, uh, just misreading the wall. Andrew Vaughn's able to read the wall. He's able to read the warning track. I'm not saying that he's a gold glove outfielder by any means, but he has been pretty damn serviceable in left field uh, for the White Sox thus far. And, you know, it, it just – it really starts to expose how just how bad – Eloy Jimenez is out there. Yeah, no, I, I 
wanted you to, uh, you know, kind of bring that up because uh, you had said that to me in person. So I figured that would be a good note for the podcast here. And also, we all kind of know, uh, you know, how strongly you feel about uh, the defense of Eloy Jimenez and obviously the subsequent injuries that happen from trying to play said defense. So what my one thing, since we're talking about a loss here, we like to interject some comedy on socks on tap. Um, this, sure, yes, nice play by Andrew Vaughn. But I do want to say this because, you know, you're talking about Cleveland's offense and, you know, it sucks when you're losing to a team mm-hmm. like this because there isn't a whole lot of extreme firepower throughout the lineup here. But one guy that should be, that should just be a dominator is Fran Mill Raves. And that was the one who hit the ball to Andrew Vaughn on this play. He's like seven foot six, like 300 pounds. This guy should be making Nelson Cruz look like a child yes. out there. And he can't even get the ball over the wall. So there's maybe that's just me being a little cynical and, uh, you know, trying to salvage what I can here uh, as a Sox fan and watching that um, inning unfold. But um, either way, it feels like he should be just hitting the ball out of not uh, not over the fence, but out of the ballpark yes. every time, given how big he is. Um, and I'm obviously exaggerating his height and weight there, but that's the vibe that you get you know, from it. But either way, Michael Kopech was able to uh, strike out a couple more after that. Um, to end that top of the eighth inning there. Uh, but then in the bottom of the ninth, the White Sox would scratch, make a little tiny comeback here. Um, obviously fell short, but uh, Luis Robert let off with the triple. A little weird play down the line here, Tony, uh, with the ball that would typically be a ground rule double if there were no netting there. But ground rules state that the ball is still live. As long as it hit in fair territory, uh, should be live, played off the net, and uh, Luis Robert capitalizes, gets a triple out of it. Yeah, you love seeing that too. And, uh, you know, we talked about this uh, while we were taking this one in, Johnny. Uh, You know, default rule on a play like that, don't stop. Just let them figure it out after. You said it perfectly uh, while we were watching this. And you like to see that from Luis Robert. Triples are cool and tough. That's a great way to start off the ninth inning. Um, We all know how this one ends already. uh, But, you know, you like to see that fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, Tim Anderson would, uh, you see me, after after Robert, uh, Andrew Vaughn strikes out. So, you know, it's uh, unfortunate. You know, you'd like to see the rookie come up in a big spot there and, and help extend this and get White Sox another, you know, if he puts the ball in play there. Uh, you're probably getting to talking about a run here uh, as long as it's not, you know, a comeback right at the pitcher uh, immediately. Uh, but uh, either way, he strikes out there in that spot. And Tim Anderson would get Luis Robert home, though. Um, I believe it was ruled an error initially, have not gone back and circled back out. It, but either way, would have been a close play at first base, and they did not have a chance to come home for it by any means. So, um, Tim Anderson, good to see him back. And whether that be a run or not, um, something that he did helped produce a run. So, that is good to see. And obviously, he scored one earlier in the game. So, factoring into both White Sox tallies today. Um, but that would be it for the White Sox. Um, it would fa- they would fall four to two here. Um, like I mentioned, splitting the series and unfortunately falling back under 500. And I feel like we could be more pissed off about this, um, Tony, and it is going to be a tough test about what we're going to talk about coming up here. But with something like this, especially if maybe it's uh, also a factor of riding high still a little bit yep. from the no-hitter on Wednesday night by Carlos Rodon, um, but I feel like I could feel worse about this one. I feel that way too, Johnny, and maybe it's Lance Lynn's impressive start. You knew the starting pitching was there again. Uh, this this bullpen has had its trials and tribulations early on. Um, and for as good as they are on paper, I expect those to kind of iron themselves out just a little bit. Um, this is going to be a roller coaster season. I'm pretty sure we were all signed up for that. You know, we've talked that we're going to ride the highs. We're going to ride the lows um, and, and give you how we're feeling about it on this show. And I think we've done just that. Uh, th- this one, 
I, I could feel worse. Maybe it's the the one o'clock start and it's not, you know, eight o'clock at night. And I'm not analyzing this one as much as I would if, uh, you know, things had quieted down for the day. But, you know, overall, I thought that there was a, a pretty decent team performance tonight, um, especially out of Lance Lynn. You saw Tim Anderson come back. He's going to get acclimated. He's going to yeah. start hitting, you know, three, four, uh, three, four hits a game. I know he got two tonight. Um, you know, the, the lineup just didn't have that pop that it did last night and uh that's that's going to happen but you know yeah. I, I just don't feel like the i don't i don't feel like the Sox really and, deserve to win this one but at the same point in time uh they, they didn't play terrible yes and also and you talk about the lineup there and think about think back just to tuesday night before the you know uh no hitter happens and obviously everybody was on cloud nine last night and rightfully so you yep. should celebrate that and we should still feel a little bit excited mm-hmm. about that i think that's natural as fans, and we should. So we, we do share that sentiment with you. But you think back to how upset everybody was, and very rightfully so, with the lineup that was trotted out on Tuesday night um, against the Indians in the game in which they lost. And obviously, you had Shane Bieber, one of the best pitchers in the game, shoving uh, against you. But uh, the lineup, you didn't give yourselves the best chance. I think today, you can't sit there and complain about what the lineup was, right? No, you can't complain about this lineup. This is this is exactly what you'd see lining up, in my opinion, in a playoff series. Anderson, Eaton, Abreu, Moncada, Mercedes, Grandal, Robert, Vaughn, Madrigal. Uh, some arguments could be made about uh, placement of, of Yohan Moncada uh, in there, but, uh, you know, he did come through with, the, with a hit uh, that did drive in a run earlier in the game, so... Uh, you like to see Yohan Moncada starting to drive some runs in out of the cleanup spot. But overall, I think, Johnny, like if you look at this lineup, man, there's there's no way to say that, you know, all the guys that you want to see on the field weren't in today. I mean, outside of Eloy Jimenez and, and God, man, if you look at this lineup and you throw Eloy Jimenez in there, I don't even know where he goes because you've got, you know, Yerman Mercedes, Andrew Vaughn also in there to worry about. So I mean this this was this is the Sacks best lineup I've seen all year. Yeah, no, and that's why I just wanted to make that point. That's also a reason why you're not as you know chapped. And you know, Lynn did throw well until, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the other team's best players when they're one of the best in that league, uh, which Jose Ramirez is, we do need to give him the respect he deserves. You're gonna get um, you, you sometimes they will beat you, and that will turn around and sometimes Jose Abreu will single-handedly beat another team. Yep. Sometimes it will be Tim Anderson doing that when he's on fire. We've seen Yerman Mercedes yep. do it already a couple times with just hitting bombs this year. So it is going to happen. Unfortunate uh, that it went this way and we do split the series, but it is better than losing the series. Um, no silver linings here ever, but uh, like I said, it could have been worse if they did not give themselves the best chance. Uh, I felt they did. Uh, it was just a matter of execution, uh, not able to completely put it all together. I think we're ready to put this one in the rearview mirror and yes. ship on up to Boston. Yes, shipping up to Boston, Johnny. I absolutely love it. Uh, the Red Sox today did fall to the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Boston's been on a pretty good tear of late. Just say they were absolutely scorching white hot before that loss today against yes. Minnesota. Yes, and I'm, I'm – I don't ever root for the uh, for the Twins to win, Johnny, but uh, you don't want to be going in against a team uh, tomorrow that's won 10 straight, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, we don't get the chance to play spoiler, but I feel like that's going to make this game a little bit easier to swallow 
than if uh, you know you had to ride into this and hear about how the Red Sox had won ten in a row. Yeah, no, absolutely, because you know it becomes a big story. Yep. They're an East Coast team, and obviously they were down last year, so they want that storied yes. franchise to be back and good again. And obviously they do have some dangerous pieces there, uh, and obviously they had some injury and opt out things last year uh, that did contribute to um, how the Red Sox performed in this shortened 2020 season. But yeah, a different team, like you said, uh, is extremely hot uh, coming into that. Uh, Twins slowed them down, like I said. Don't Twins ever win, really, but uh, okay, if they were going to take one of that series that they did, um, I'm glad it was the last one to kind of put that stopper there. And now, you know, that could mean, you know, Boston wants to go back and get, uh, you know, back at it, uh, get back to their winning ways, but also that is the end of a road trip for Boston. So I think we also need to take into account personal, emotional, interpersonal factors. These Boston guys will be going back home to their families. They're probably back there right now because that was a day game at Minnesota up there as well. Um, they're probably back home with their families relaxed. And we've seen how many times have we talked about the Blackhawks coming home from a road trip that they were on fire and they come back and shit the fucking bed for three games in a row. Yeah, you get comfortable. Uh, you get a little comfortable when you're at home. You got that home cooking. You're with the family, with the friends. Um, you know, there, there's a little bit less, I think, uh, pressure and, and gusso in the game, uh, especially on that 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 first time back. I know you're you're talking about. Uh, you're talking about the Blackhawks there, but Johnny, I mean, Boston's going to have to show up tomorrow after getting beat by Minnesota. You know, they're going to want to turn it around. This isn't going to be the time for the White Sox to try and cakewalk into this and and rest on those laurels is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, no, absolutely, Tony. So let's get into the pitching a little bit here. Um, There was some question up in the air uh, regarding would Dylan Cease be available? Tony Larissa said uh, to this is via James Fegan uh, reporting from the post game press conference that Dylan Cease is available tomorrow. So um, that is the plan right now. Dylan Cease will go up against Nick Pavetta, who is two and zero with a three two seven ERA, eleven strikeouts on the year uh, for the Boston Red Sox. But um, don't be surprised if there is some last minute lingering things that happen because Dylan Cease did have to go on to the you know COVID list yes. technically um with possible symptoms so that is just where we stand with dylan cease right now i'm assuming we will know more throughout the day on friday afternoon so uh stay tuned to the socks on tap twitter account we'll retweet any updates uh from you know anything that comes through there um uh like you mentioned uh with boston here hot team before coming in uh nick pavetta a nice little you know kind of a name that mm, is probably not known Around the league uh, before this. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he'll also be looking to make a name for himself, continue on a strong start here. Uh, but, hey, Dylan Cease, if he, if he is the one to go, I did like the way the ball danced last time. Yep. Uh, he was out uh, on Sunday afternoon. So, um, unfortunately, that game didn't go the way the White Sox wanted either. But um, Dylan Cease, for the most part, in the early innings of that one, uh, did look good. So, that at least inspires a little confidence. I want to talk about the game time of this, Tony. 6.10 p.m. Central Time start. It'll be air on NBC Sports Chicago um, locally here in the Chicagoland market. I fucking love a 6.10 p.m. start, Tony. You know why? This happy hour starts at 4.30, first of all. If you start your happy hour at 5, come on. like It's Friday. Yep. Let yourself live a little bit. Friday, Friday happy hour starts at 4.30. Um, we're going to start getting going with the beverages around then. That puts you right in the perfect slot for this 6 10 p.m. starts. Yes. And that's why I love it so much. So 
The East Coast games uh, also makes it a little easier on the recording afterward yes. for us. Doesn't take as long to get into. Um, and obviously, the game will end a little bit earlier itself. But I like that. It's still in that kind of like kind of transition from uh, the just right. got done with work into the Friday night party phase. So you get the best of both worlds. And that's why I love it. I just wanted to comment on that here because we're all about drinking beers, crack them for socks on tap. Yeah, Johnny, I love it. Um, and especially on a Friday night, man, that just makes it all the more better. Um, any, any keys to success you think for the White Sox, and do you have a pick to click? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, get the bats going again. Obviously, you saw it very early on Wednesday night, and that was very encouraging. Um, so you want some timely hits, but you also want consistent uh, out of your guys because when you look up and down the lineup from today's game, Luis Robert, that's nice to have two hits there. But other than that, um, you're kind of looking at um, a lot of zeros, a lot of zeros up and down uh, this thing. Tim Anderson, nice to see him. Uh, two hits in his, uh, you know, kind of uh, um, return to the lineup today. So I, I think that would be a big, uh, nice thing for him, especially being at the top of the lineup, to uh, be that catalyst once again. So hopefully uh, Timmy is, you know, uh, full full go, uh, ready. It looked fine today. So um, I think there shouldn't be any issues there. Uh, but when I talk about it, you want the catalyst. So if you're asking me for a pick to click there, I'll just start it. It's been a while since I've been able to, so I'll go with Tim Anderson. There you go, Johnny. I'm going to go with the guy that batted behind him tonight, Adam Eaton. He's uh, left the yard a few times. He's looked impressive. Uh, that OPS is sitting at a point, .827, man. Like he's he's having a decent year, hitting above 260 right now. Uh, looks comfortable in the two hole. Uh, you know, I want to see him park another one. Just and, and blow up those home run numbers for Adam Eaton this year. Yeah, you know what I can see because the short way he, little fence the, over there. Yeah, right the, the way that he hits those home runs is like you said that line drive. So uh, I think that plays well with you know sure it loops out a little bit there, but yeah. it is a very very short fence. So that line drive could could sneak out. I would love a Timmy shot over the monster, but either way, I'm kind of looking for quantity mm-hmm. uh, or quality from my good pick to click Tim Anderson yeah. here. Um, and then yeah, let's just see the ball dance again from Cease. Uh, if, as long as he's right and he's good and everything's ready to go for him, um, I would like to see. Uh, that movement continue because that's nasty when he's on. So I yes. uh, always like to see it. So um, that's about all I got though. Obviously bats need to pick it up. I think we could harp on that all night here yep. if we really wanted to, uh, but that's the bottom line there. And then uh, also a nice thing I will say is that if you do get into a little trouble uh, with your, you know, starters here, we had a pretty decent homestand of mm-hmm. starting pitchers after the first road trip being uh, underwhelming uh, for the length and uh, kind of quality that you're getting out of the starters. Um, when you look at it overall big picture, they showed the final numbers on the post game show on NBC Sports Chicago today. So they got a little bit later into games, which is nice. That could be, you know, a factor of guys, you know, easing in uh, kind of like the spring training mindset ending, yep. like time to ramp up here. So but what that brings me back to the point to you is um, if you need to, and it's, you know, leverage there, you got the bullpen rested now. You start. Do. So. That, that is, a, uh, I, I think, an advantage for the White Sox, especially considering the strength of the arms and the talent level that is just there in the bullpen. So don't be afraid to go if you need to, especially early on here. And obviously, uh, you'll get back to uh, some of your top-end starters later in the series. So uh, I would not be afraid to uh, go and hook early, especially yes. if you need those high-leverage outs. Yeah, and I think uh, you, you just want to see Dylan Cease do what he did last time get through that first time through the order uh, untouched and, uh, and give him some run support. Just like you gave Carlos Rodon, I think we'll be just fine. Yeah, no, I, I would agree, man. Uh, bats just keep going. You know, let's start a little momentum, a little mojo. Yeah. Little, uh, I, I want to see a little more uh, uh, flair from the uh, dugout, too. I feel like that's been yes. lacking a little bit. But 
return of Tim Anderson, I feel like that could uh, spark things as well. Yes. So obviously saw it in his play today with the uh, two hits, and you know he's laughing, having a good time on the base pass. So that's always nice to see with Tim Anderson. But uh, once one gets going, and then you know, uh, let's hope our picks click uh, are clicking tomorrow, and yes. then that I feel like will kind of uh, transcend down the lineup. So make uh, it contagious. It. Yep, make, make it contagious. It. Hitting is contagious. Uh, momentum, uh, confidence, contagious. So uh, let's just uh, get a little bit of that going. Give yourself a reason to be confident. That's it. Bottom line. Yep. Johnny, I don't have much else to say about this one. I'm ready to go to Boston, ship up to Boston, and come back with a series win. Yep, I'm ready to ship up to Boston as well. Um, I just want to say I was in attendance for uh, that no-hitter on Wednesday night, um, Carlos Rodon, and it was excellent. Um, just the unbelievable experience at the ballpark. It was so cool to witness history. Um, and, you know, just congratulations, Carlos Rodon, because he is one that I have had doubts about. I will own up to it. I said, yeah, back in the offseason, I think that that, you know, I would have gone the safer option, someone who is less injury prone, someone who's a little more proven, a veteran starter that you could rely on a little bit more uh, over the course of 162. But, hey, Carlos, keep making me eat my words. That yes. is my final thought here, uh, guys. We're going back, finding my old takes, quote, tweeting them, hey, Back in the offseason, if I was playing GM, I would have gone out and got someone different and let Carlos Rodon walk. They took a little bit of a risk, and you can't say it wasn't a risk, and we still don't know. This is also only a couple weeks in the season, so don't know about long-term, not wishing anything like that upon him. But, um, hey, I really hope it pays off, and I hope Carlos Rodon continues to make me eat my words here. Yes, That's my final thought because I know I got some Twitter replies um, and quote tweets today. So if you're listening and you're one of those people, here I am addressing it, owning up to it, and uh, that's – that's that. So keep proving me wrong. And I love to be wrong yep. as long as I'm, you know, it's uh, something about like that. So um, that's all I've got. This was Sox on tap four two. white Sox lost to close out the series against the Cleveland Indians here. Um, now we go ship up to Boston. We said uh, open up a four game set. A little weird uh, and obviously standard weekend, but then you got the Monday uh, morning game. So that'll be interesting, Tony, but um, that, that's what we got on tap next. Uh, make sure you're going to on tap for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at socks on tap and at on tap sports net subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts and get all your white socks and Chicago sports merchandise from grandstand visit grandstandsocks.com to shop online and follow them on social media at grandstandsocks tony that does it i'm out of breath white socks forever white socks forever